Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. podcast uh, with Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Reba is not with us today. Um, and so I have gotten the a privilege of just doing an interview with a very good friend of mine, Tamara. Uh, she is a designer and an influencer, and she is going to talk to us today about what she's working on this uh, just this season, actually, as well as kind of reminding us a few weeks ago, if you remember, we did a podcast on loneliness, and I spent some time with Tamara, uh, and we just kind of talked through some of the same issues that uh, we've been we've been sharing with you guys on the podcast, and she had a wonderful uh, new at, at our time of life, I guess you would say a new uh, take on on loneliness and friendship and boundaries as well. And so, but we're going to talk to her, to her first about her work and uh, where she where she is in life. So, Tamara, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Rooted Deep. Hello, thank you for having me. And Tamara, you are from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, right? And so you've everybody's going to kind of notice our our Tennessee accents might get a little thick. Um, the further, the further we chat, uh, right? Right. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, originally from Murfreesboro, I actually lived in the Dominican for a little while, which is where we, met. uh, currently we just built a home in Manchester, Tennessee on eight acres. So, oh, lovely. Starting the farm now. I'm excited about that. So let's start with um, just a little bit of you. You mentioned that you and I talked or met in the Dominican Republic um, and you and you and your husband served the people there in a very, um, if you have come on a missions trip with me and Reba, you probably didn't, we didn't probably drive down into, uh, into Tamara's little village because it was kind of remote. So tell us a little bit about your, um, how you guys got uh, connected and, and what your, what your service was while you were there in that area. So my husband had gone on a mission trip in the Dominican in this tiny village um, called La Represa. Mm -hmm. It's about an hour, hour and a half from the capital city of Santo Domingo, depending on traffic. And we just kind of did a little bit of everything. We lived in this tiny village where we had electricity eight to 10 hours a day if we were lucky. And um, my husband started a surf ministry there, which he still does. We just had our ninth annual surf camp in the Dominican. Mm. Um, We have now started taking our boys that we have trained up in this program. And we've also partnered with Christian Surfers International Mm -hmm. and are doing surf camps in different areas as well. So we always do one in the Dominican and then one somewhere else. So for the past two years, we've done El Salvador. And in February, we will do Peru. So that's really nice. That's exciting. And so, um, and I know that I've seen pictures of you and Mo surfing together when you were um, a little bit younger, uh, but your main ministry was with the women. Yes, yes. And and when you say I'm surfing, that is using that very, very <laughs> flailing around in the ocean maybe I'm I'm not a surfer but he is but anyway um yeah I worked with the women in our community and we started a bible study and from that um I could really just hear the hearts of the women and the needs that they had which was a way to help 
fund their family. Like, mm -hmm. you know, many women weren't going to the doctor because they simply didn't have the money to go. Mm -hmm. um, some women needed money for clothing for the kids to go to school, food on the table, uh, so many different things that they, they really just absolute needs in mm -hmm. life. And so uh, I learned how to make beads out of paper by just looking at YouTube videos and learning as much as I could. And then went to the women and said, I think we can make jewelry and I think we could sell this and this mm -hmm. would help you. Yeah. And so that's what we did. You had to, to participate in the Bible study in order to be part of what we named it, Irmanas in Cristo, Sisters in Christ. And so in order for them to be able to, to make jewelry to sell, they had to be part of the Bible study as well. So um, it became a wonderful fellowship time for us. We would have coffee and study the Bible and just really, it was so nice to see the Bible just come to life mm -hmm. for these women in a different way because it may be a different perspective. Um, and then from there, um, we would, they would put in X amount of hours a week making jewelry. And when teams would come, we would sell our jewelry. Um, it became a very good avenue for the women to be able to support their families. Um, one woman had been sick for a long time, went to the doctor, found out she was just anemic. Mm. And so they to give her the medicines that she needed, the transfusions she needed, um, turned her whole life around because she finally felt better. Yeah. One woman needed a stove and a refrigerator. Mm. So when I say these women had just very basic needs mm. that this helped to fund, um, you know, and it just really showed just the power of Christ and um, the, you know, faithfulness that he had in your own obedience with him. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. And then we, so we formed a um, co-op is how we set up mm -hmm. the, the program. They opened a bank account and then they started taking out uh, a certain percentage out of the sales. And the way that we worked it out is. 10% went to a scholarship program. So they did 30% to put back to be able to buy supplies mm -hmm. to buy so that they could continue making jewelry. So it's really teaching them the way that a business works. Right. So they put 30% away with that so they could go and buy more supplies to make more jewelry. 10% went for a scholarship program. We ended up sending three women to college, mm -hmm. um, two, two of which graduated already mm -hmm. and are in their careers. Um, and then 10%, once I moved away, they hired an employee and 10% of that went for her to continue running the ministry. Mm. That is, um, that is amazing. And so you and I met actually, uh, a couple of times briefly. And then I remember just sitting down with you. We met at the, in the Capitol at a coffee shop always, because I always meet over coffee and, um, and just kind of talked through those, those numbers, right. We talked through, you know, the numbers and, but your designs were just beautiful. And I've never, we tried to do paper beads, but I was like, I'll let Hermanas and Cristo do them because they are just so beautiful. Uh, and then you guys branched out into Christmas ornaments and, you know, and decorative Casa beads and I just love, but I love the premise that it was just a whole community of women working and serving together uh, just to, to help one another. And I think we're seeing that, thankfully, we're seeing that more and more um, throughout our ministries is to see women supporting and encouraging one another and stepping in and helping. Um, and I, and I, lo I love that. And so it was Hermanas and Cristo, Sisters in Christ. And I just, I, I was always so impressed with the village that you lived in, in the little home, and it was just very homey. Um, but at the same time, very welcoming, but it's a little bit different, um, 
life than what you have going on right now. Uh, you're still kind of crafty. And so you've kind of taken those, those talents into a new direction uh, with what you're doing now, but I still think it has the heart of uh, serving. And uh, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now. Well, right now I am doing, um, I have an Etsy shop. And mm -hmm. so that is a, a good source of income. And then also I'm just doing some social media. I, I, I hate using the word influencer. Mm -hmm. it bothers yeah. me. So, <laughs> um, I just do things on social media. Right. Um, and I've really enjoyed it. And through that, um, several avenues have worked, have opened up for me where I'm working with different companies mm -hmm. who either pay me a salary or, you know, I get, I get paid off of, mm -hmm. you know, people buying things or various ways that, that social media influencing works. I think that's, I think it's just an interesting avenue, but, um, you know, it is, it is very influencing because I don't know how many times I've pulled up your videos, uh, for how you made your garland, your popcorn garland, or how you designed your, you know, your chicken coop or even lately. And I know you know this because I'm right in the middle of a small build myself. I'm like, I need help designing my kitchen. I need ideas. And so, uh, you've been, uh, actually influencing my thoughts. Gary's like, if I hear the word Tamara one more time and I'm like, no, but it was, it was, you've just got to see the kitchen. It's beautiful. Um, and so I do think it's amazing the, the way that you've, um, you've used the talents and the strengths of, of just put what the Lord is putting in your hands, um, to, to minister, but to also provide for your own family as well. And so, but you have plans for your farm. Am I right? I do. And I also forgot, uh, my husband and I own a construction company. Mm -hmm. He's the general contractor. My daughter is the project manager and I'm the design consultant. Yeah. So I am able to I meet with clients and design mm -hmm. their kitchens. That seems to be my like thing that I found that I love most is to design in the kitchen because the kitchen truly is the heart of the home. It is. Yeah. Um, so it's important to me. It was important to me that if people came, they felt comfortable just to sit around my kitchen table or sit at my uh, island and hang out and be comfortable there. So that has been fun. But as for my farm, that is something that is so strong on my heart right now. And I'm having, to, you know, the Lord is teaching me patience. <laughs> he is teaching me patience. Um, I, my five-year plan is if I can see the, the vision for that is that we will have a fully functioning hobby farm. Mm -hmm. um, I want to have a garden where we are able to have food year round where I can can things. I can have a spring and a fall garden. We're going to have um, fruit trees and bees. Mm -hmm. um, we already have chickens, which they're just the, the my, I'm known for my chickens. I have famous internet chickens. Yes. And then we'll have a barn and we want to have um, goats um, alpacas. My husband wants alpacas. Yeah. Um, want the little Highland fluffy cows. Mm -hmm. But the whole goal for for my hobby farm also is that I want it to be um, a place of refuge for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who passed away in a tornado in 2018, mm -hmm. and her thing was the feather because of the uh, Bible verse in Isaiah of you know He will cover you with His feathers mm -hmm. and you know, give you a place of refuge. So that's a little bit where my Instagram name came from was the feathered Haven. It was mm -hmm. after she passed away. I wanted to honor her, but also because I have the famous internet chickens yeah. as everyone calls right. them, it all fits. And just to me, a Haven is a place of refuge. It is. 
So this will be the Feathered Haven Farm once mm -hmm. we get up and going. And I want it to be certified to help people who have PTSD, mm -hmm. anxiety, uh, special needs, where they can come and pet the animals and just have that mm -hmm. comfort and serenity and peace. And we did kind of a little bit of a trial run, I feel like, last weekend because you welcomed me into, into your farm of rest. And I it really, truly was, um, I think I was only supposed to stay one night. Um, and then I messaged you and I'm like, can I stay two? And you were like, absolutely. And then when I got there, I think just the pampering and the love and the, and the care that you showed, you and Bo both, showed me just in the few in the in the in the 48 hours or or whatever whatever that I was there it was truly truly refreshing um and it was you could see that heart so I can I can when you were telling me about this vision of the feathered haven farm I was like yeah I I just got a little teeny bit of it um you know coming off you know a whole fall of just just crazy travel and and uh, craziness uh, I was able to take a few days and just sit and, and, and listen to, but also be listened to. And I think that was so valuable in, um, and so I can see, I can definitely see that it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a ministry. Uh, I feel like in so many ways, but you spoke of your kitchen and the kitchen design, which is what you're kind of, um, helping me, helping me with, you know, but you talked specifically about the kitchen table is definitely at the heart of what a home is. And so I'm, we're switching gears a little bit because when you and I were sitting on your porch, uh, we talked about, you know, just different relationships. We talked about loneliness. And I think at our age, um, we are as women that have been in that are, are in ministry that are um, are ministering uh, in so many different areas of life that sometimes we're looking around and we're going, okay, who are our true friends and who um, who do we trust, right? And who you know, and and there's there's these moments of loneliness, um, but there's, there's also moments of overwhelming, um, just kind of overwhelming burden for others. And uh, you shared a really interesting and and uh, Reba and I throughout this podcast have touched briefly on boundaries. We've talked about loneliness. We've talked about relationship uh, in community. We talk about community so many times, even when we're going through a Bible study, we're talking about community. That word comes up so much. And I feel like you and I, um, you kind of taught me a little bit uh, this past weekend uh, when I was when I was at the Feathered Haven Farm, you, you taught me a little bit about your, your personal uh, your personal boundaries and how you describe um, how you make these boundaries and, and what, and it was kind of easier to understand because we talk about boundaries all the time. We've taught, we've right. said the word so many times, but it, the way you kind of broke it down into almost these levels or, um, or just, and, and you described it and we were sitting outside. So you were able to kind of point it out. I was really fascinated. So just, let's just jump in and let's talk about how you came, came up with that idea, but then how you also implement it personally. So I was, uh, when we came back from the Dominican, mm -hmm. um, I was just broken. I mean, there was just a lot of things that had happened, um, with our sending organization, just a lot of hurts and different things that had gone on. Um, and so I was really worried just some other things where I was really needing to figure out how to establish really healthy boundaries, mm -hmm. which, um, I think all of us struggle with, and I yeah. think that at our age, it's particularly I'll speak for my age is that as we get older, it's harder to make friends, mm. which really does 
set us in a place of loneliness because we are made for connection. And when you are our age, it's harder to find women or women have already developed their groups that they hang out with. And um, we all come with so much more baggage now. Mm -hmm. So when we meet people, we think, oh my gosh, she can be my friend. And not everybody is meant to be Mm -hmm. your friend. Not everybody is meant to be your best friend. Right. Um, and so that's where I jokingly say, and I don't know if this is appropriate to say this here or not. I don't know if you're going to. It's fine. Edit, yeah. <laughs> but a, another girlfriend and I talked about that because she lives out in Seattle and it's been really hard for her to find friends. And so we were talking about how like we desperately want friends that live near us um, and that we tend to just jump into these friendships really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that girl that's so desperate for a boyfriend that she sleeps with the guy on the first day. Yeah. So then you jump into this relationship. You don't really know this person mm-hmm. and suddenly it's falling apart and your heart's working. You don't know why. Yeah. You got so, vulnerable too quickly. Yes. And so my girlfriend and I will, would call each other and I would say, well, how's it going with this new friend? She goes, I slept with them on the first date and it's falling apart. <laughs> right. So that's kind of been how we jokingly talked about this of like, don't jump in. And mm-hmm. so as I was going through all of this hurt and kind of working through all this and learning learning about boundaries. I'm a very visual person. So as I'm reading this and, and I've read several different books that were so fantastic that helped me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just suddenly in my mind, I, at the time my backyard looked like this. So if you can visualize it it's sitting on my back patio, I look out, there's a fence all around the backyard of my property. Mm-hmm. And in the very center in the back is a gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then if you were to come in, this wasn't in my backyard the gate or any of this, but this is how I visualized it. If you come in through the gate, not far away from the gate, it's a fire pit with chairs sitting around, but you have to walk on up into the yard to get onto the back porch Mm -hmm. and then in through the back door. And there's the kitchen with the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. So what I had to start doing is everybody starts on the outside of your fence. Mm -hmm. Some people get to come inside the fence and some people don't. Right. And that's okay. So there are some people that are just acquaintances that you see them out in public and you say, hi, there are other people that are acquaintances that if you see them out in public, you hide. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's a wall, right? Like that person just always stays stays out out there. there. Yeah. And we don't have to talk if we don't need to, but um, you don't wish any harm or ill will toward them. They're just not part of any part of Mm -hmm. you. So, but there are some people who can come in through the gate and come to the fire pit Mm -hmm. and you enjoy spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And some of those people are just acquaintances. You don't have any ill will Mm -hmm. toward them at all. You enjoy spending time with them. But when that time is up, you Mm -hmm. walk up to the gate and they go back outside the yard. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people that you bring into the fire pit and you really enjoy them. Now, at the fire pit, you're not sharing your heart. Yeah. You're just kind of getting to know each other. Small Mm -hmm. talk, nothing deep, nothing vulnerable, just getting to know them. But there are some people that you meet and you bring into this fire pit and you think, I really want to get to know them better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those people get to come on your back porch. um, And there you start sharing a little bit of your heart, but only after you're putting marbles in each other's jars. Right. Yeah. that's a big thing with me is like in order to earn my trust that I'm going to open up and give you parts of my heart, mm-hmm. we've got to build this. And mm. by doing that, and I think it's Brene Brown that talks about the marbles in the jar and marbles in the jar is simply, you remember my birthday. Yeah. If a parent dies, you come to the, the funeral home where you send mm-hmm. me flowers. Or uh, if I said I'm sick, you call and check on me. It's mm-hmm. these little things that say, 
I really want to know you better mm. and you really want to know me better. Right. So it's a give and take where you're filling each other's jars. Right. Um, and as that grows, there may be some people, the very few people that get to come inside your home mm -hmm. and they're at your, um, at your kitchen table. Yeah. Kitchen table friends are far and few between. Mm -hmm. Some people call them refrigerator friends. I call them my kitchen table friends. Mm -hmm. These friends know my good, bad, and ugly. They are um, they are free to call me out. Right. They yeah. In a way, and I know that building me as a person is more important than our relationship, mm -hmm. which is biblically how it should be. Yeah. So those are my near and dears. And then also, we have to remember that sometimes we put people in a place they don't belong. Yeah. So maybe somebody has made it to your kitchen table mm -hmm. maybe they need to be put back out on the backboard <laughs> right maybe they need to be put at the fire pit right or maybe they need to go back out mm -hmm. and I um, read a book when I was working on boundaries and all this called total forgiveness from RT Kendall mm -hmm. and he talked about we are made to forgive Mm -hmm. But not yes. every forgiveness includes reconciliation. There, yeah. So there are times that we, our heart gets broken by a friend. Mm -hmm. We thought we were building this wonderful thing and something happened that it just fell apart and it happened. Yeah. yeah. And people, we need to learn to forgive them so that we don't carry that like anger and resentment toward them, mm -hmm. but they go back outside the gate and they probably won't ever be invited back in mm -hmm. because they've not proven to be safe for your heart. Right. Yeah. I don't, I will see you in public and I'll be kind. Mm -hmm. but other than that, like you're not welcome back in because yeah. you that my part is not important to you. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, I think that's really healthy because like you said, some of us, because we're so hungry or yearning for, um, deeper connection, we end up becoming vulnerable too soon uh, like you said, we just kind of jump in and think, wait a minute, I, I, you know, you walk away and you're like, why did I tell that person everything? Or, or, you know, that person wasn't safe. You mentioned the word safe. We've, uh, we mentioned, we've mentioned the book boundaries. We've also mentioned the, the word safe people. Why don't I feel safe around this person? There's a reason. And, um, and we want to be able to feel not only feel safe, but feel like, Hey, if I tell you, um, if I show you who I truly am. And I think that's, and I think that's so important, especially women who are, if they're struggling with, and, and I think right now everybody's on social media telling everybody everything. And it's like, social media is not your kitchen table. Please remember that. You know, it's like, I will tell everybody, Hey, I'm having a cup of coffee today. I'm sketching a painting, but I'm not going to tell everybody why I have to sit here and sketch because I'm so maybe if it's, maybe I'm riddled, riddled with anxiety or I'm at, you know, it's a stress reliever or whatever. Um, and so I think there's so many times, especially in this day and age of the, um, the good and the bad of social media has replaced some, some community. And I think maybe we've forgotten. And I think that's why it was important to, to hear you say, here's what a healthy friendship looks like. And here's there are several levels of, of, of what it looks like and how you get there. And I think the marbles, what, when you talked about marbles, I'm like, oh man, cause I have, and I told you, I said, I had, a, I think I have a friend that I was at her kitchen table and I think I'm back at the fire pit for a minute and I'm trying to figure out why. And, um, and so I, it, hopefully it's, you know, I'm throwing some marbles in the jar, but not too many because I don't want to, you know, 
um, I'm trying to be, be prayerfully cautious about this friendship, because like you said, it's, um, when we give ourselves too soon or, or we're vulnerable too soon, we're open, we're open to, to just really some, maybe some heartbreak, maybe some, a lot of disappointment. We said we put so many expectations uh, on people. And so I love, I love not only your, the practice of, um, but the, the, the fact that the Lord gave you that to understand, okay, here's, and, and we've seen, and we see it. If we're, if we're honest, we see it in the Bible, Paul, there are certain people that Paul's like, okay, that one's gone. This person we've, this person they're at my kitchen table, I'm going to call them out, you know, or this person right. we're going to sit at, we're going to sit and have fellowship. And I think we see through the Bible, these different types of relationships, um, that we have. And you said it, God made us to connect. And I think that's so valuable. So when, okay, so what is that? What are something, if somebody's like, okay, how do I, what are some, what's too much too soon? If there's a, if there's a, you know, if there's a, oh, I shared this, I'm not, I'm not asking you. I'm just saying in general, what would be an example of, oh man, I shouldn't have, maybe shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have, you know, um, what is it, what is, what are some things that you can give us maybe some practical tools either with marbles or with, you know, too much too soon with the vulnerabilities, um, and, and how do we, how do we go about kind of recovering from that? Right. And sometimes that's hard. You wake up with what, what brings like a hangover, a vulnerability hangover. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, you know, so much like that. I think for some of us, I am an extroverted introvert. Mm. So I am fine in social events. Like I don't have any anxiety, anything like that, which I know some, some introverts have anxiety and social situations but no I have no problem and I can be you know lively and funny and whatever um but I can only do that for a short amount of time mm -hmm. and do a surface level talking for a certain amount of time and then I get weird yeah I just do. <laughs> um, because I need more depth and right. if I'm going to be out and about I need a little more depth so it's really hard for people like mm -hmm. me because you're like okay, we've talked about the weather. We've talked about just generalized stuff, but I need a little more now, yeah. but sometimes we just do that too soon. And it's mm -hmm. like really sharing things of your heart that are private, you know, mm -hmm. that are that, you know, people, gosh, we're in such a judgmental society these days. And once again, I blame social media for that as well. Um, but I think oftentimes, you know, sharing problems that you're having with your spouse or sharing, you know, even I think, even some of your own mental mm -hmm. health, you know, sharing that you've been depressed or whatever, that isn't meant for people that are at your fire pit. Yeah. That isn't meant for people that are outside your fence. Mm -hmm. And some of that isn't even meant for the people on your back porch. Right. You know, like yeah. my girlfriends know it just like even the ugly thoughts in my heart, mm -hmm. you know, that I wouldn't say to anyone else but them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, They'll hear me when I'm angry. I'll just say stuff and they'll hear me. And then after I've calmed down, they're able to go, okay, so let's <laughs> go through this. Mm. And let's, let's, you know, they always guide me back to, to Christ and back to the, to his word. Yeah. So those are the people you definitely want because they're going to always help to build your character, but they're going to mm. also allow you to just be like, I'm so mad and this right. is what's going on. And this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I know I shouldn't, but this is what I want to do. Right. Uh, and sometimes we just need to say that stuff out loud mm -hmm. yeah. to someone we can trust, but not everyone we can trust exactly. with that because I it know. gets turned around that we're these terrible people then. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's a big one is that oftentimes that we just start that 
too soon mm -hmm. of really opening our heart when somebody hasn't shown us that they've been trustworthy. And the way that I watch whether somebody is trustworthy is if you tell me something that's between you and I, it stays yeah, between right. you and I. Exactly. So if I'm around a girlfriend who's constantly telling me other people's business, mm. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's going in my mental bank. That's taking right. more <laughs> out, right? Because it's showing me you're not a safe person because you're going to repeat things that mm -hmm. are near and dear to my heart that I share with very few. Right. People. Yeah. Now I think that's really valuable for all of us to understand. And I don't. I shouldn't have to tell you. Um, Hey, I, and this is one of the things that I, you know, well, they didn't tell it to me in confidence. If they told you just keep it confident until, you know, I, I think, I think we, we need to keep everybody's information, um, to our, to ourselves that I, and I, and I'm, I'm such, I love, I love keeping, I love keeping secrets and I love people who keep right. my secrets. Right? right. And, um, and that's so important, but if, even if they didn't say, Hey, don't tell anybody, let's just do a rule of thumb. Let's just not tell anybody else. You know, that person, especially if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, a, a back porch kind of a talk or a kitchen table type of a talk, I think kitchen table certainly implies confidence and, and, right. and uh, let's keep this between us. And I think that's so important to, to realize, um, and you're right. I think being, being safe and being safe for somebody else. I remember reading that safe people book. Um, and I was thinking, oh, this person's not safe for me. This person's not safe for me. And then I realized uh, for, further on in the book where I personally wasn't a safe person for somebody else, you yes. know, or whether, where I kind of made a mistake, um, in, uh, in my, in my relationship with them or, or hurt them in some way. And I think that was, you know, again, asking the Lord, you know, and the Holy spirit to kind of, you know, reel us in right. When we're talking, when we're kind of, um, we need community, we need to respond. We need to rely first on Christ, but then mm -hmm. he has given us people, sisters and brothers in Christ to, to be in community. And, uh, and I think that was a big one where I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I did kind of, I kind of deserve to get put back on the, uh, on the, on the outside the fence for a little right. while, almost like a timeout, a friendship timeout type of a situation. Um, but it, yeah. Yeah. When I read safe people same thing, it was this mm -hmm. big like old moment of like, Oh, I've, I've not been a safe person. Mm. So I, I need to learn how to be a better friend. Yeah. Um, when another thing we talked about while you were here is mm -hmm. that about loneliness, mm. how for me, it was a very hard feeling to name mm -hmm. because I would just always say I feel sad yeah and it wasn't until I started doing that bible study voice of the heart by Chip Dodd mm -hmm. where it talks about the eight emotions that we have that God gave us and only one of those is positive I think it's happy everything else would be what I would consider a negative emotion but yeah it talks about like the gifts that we get if we are um, handle these things in a healthy way and work through them and then the impairment if we don't. Mm. And so for me, it was naming loneliness felt very vulnerable yeah. to me. Um, but one thing that he says in that book is that we, like you have been saying over and over in this podcast is we are made for connection. We are made for community. God made us that way for a reason. Um, and he made us uh, one needing a uh, connection in three ways first with him next with ourselves and then third with others yeah and, and not necessarily in that order except God is always number one mm -hmm. um, but it took me a while to go okay I'm feeling this feeling 
So have I had time with God? Mm -hmm. Yes, I've had plenty of time with God. Have I had time alone with myself? And I think it's harder in the U.S. to have that alone time and to even have that time with God because it's so busy. And if my answer is still yes, like I've had time with myself and then it dawns on me, like when is the last time that I've had a connection with others besides maybe the people living inside my home? Right. And so I would immediately text somebody or call them. Hey, I'd love Mm -hmm. to have lunch with you. I'd love to have coffee with you. And when I kept that stuff in alignment and I constantly questioned that, um, my mental health was so much better. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't feel sad anymore because I wasn't sad. I was lonely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's important to be able to recognize loneliness, but then understand what we need to do with that, which is that connection, which is building those friendships, mm-hmm. which take time yeah. and it takes energy right. and it takes um, desire. And to marbles. Do yeah. Yes. And so that's, I think, one thing that we forget is we want these connections um, we want them immediately mm. and we want them when we want them. Yeah. We're not maintaining these friendships and then suddenly like somebody didn't hear from us for six months and suddenly we're calling them and like, oh, I'm, I, I need your advice. Well, who is this? I haven't talked yeah. to you. <laughs> so like, you know, right. good friends, of course, you mm-hmm. know, I have friends that live in different states and we don't talk all the time. And when we do talk, we go right back because yeah. we put those, those jars we or those marbles and we've shown each other that we're trustworthy and that we're safe and that right. we're, um, they're, they're our heart friends, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, yeah. No, I think that's so valuable, especially uh, given the few, the, the com- conversations that Reba and I have had on this podcast about relationships and about specifically loneliness. And so what's the name of the book again, the Bible study that you were, that you studied? Uh, Voice of the heart. Voice Chip. of the heart. Chip dog. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So on the, on the horizon, what, um, what are you preparing, uh, for this season? We're headed into, you know, a wonderful season. You are, you've got some crafts going on. You've got yes. a lot of things happening. So, um, tell us, tell us kind of where you are just in the crafting world the, and, and tell us a little bit about your Instagram page. Okay. So my Instagram page is the feathered Haven there. I just share life. I yeah. am silly. I am serious at times. There's always pictures of the chickens, the famous Lots, chickens. Yes, chickens. And now uh, the cat distribution system gave us a cat. So we have an outdoor cat suddenly that will be our barn cat once we have our barn. Right. Um, but I share everything. I share DIYs, decorating mm-hmm. tips. So yeah. many different things there. Um, I was recently featured in Better Homes and Gardens Holiday Craft Edition. So I'm in there. So check me out there. Yeah. I love seeing for the first time my name written beside designer. Right. Um, so that was nice. We were just interviewed for a local um, newspaper. That article just came out this for November. So that was nice. Um, but basically that's what I'm going to continue doing is that I will continue just doing DIY projects and sharing my, um, process through that. I've been making, really been getting into like oversized decorations. Yes. Um, and making paper mache. I made these giant, giant pumpkins for fall. I've made oversized ornaments for Christmas. So that's what I'm doing right now is just sharing a lot of DIYs for Christmas decor. Um, hopefully maybe some Christmas gift ideas, different things like that right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And I have this new house. So I'm trying to make as many of my decorations that I can for the new home. Yeah. 
That's I, I'm so I was when I started following you on um, on Instagram, it just it's funny because every morning we can look, um, we can watch you take walks with your dog and then uh, listen um, as your as your chickens are waking up in the morning. And um, and I, I know that you have and I, I know that this is just a really special time of, of just really rest and preparation uh, for your next your next vision uh, for the Feathered Haven Farm. And I'm really thankful. And thank you so much today, Tamara, for for meeting with us and just uh, telling us um, just how the Lord has brought you into this new season and um, and and what we can see in the future. And hopefully we can uh, we can convince Mo to tell us a little bit more about about the surfing, the surfing ministry in the future. And so. Yes. Thank you so much for, for your time, Tamara. And uh, for everybody else that is listening, we just want to talk to you and, and let you know that you are meant for community. You are meant for connection, but make sure that your friends are number one, uh, rooted deep as you are and, uh, and that they are safe um, for you to just invite um, further into, into your life and just prayerfully, prayerfully enjoy those connections. So until next time, we hope that everybody stays rooted deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.